The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Do you dream of having time and money freedom? Are you looking for ways to enjoy business and life harmony or just to improve your business and yourself? Welcome to Reclaim Your Freedom with your host, Shirley Dalton. In this program, you'll learn from experts in business, leadership, personal development, and mindset to help you create your ideal business lifestyle, whatever that means for you. And now, here's your host, Shirley Dalton. Hello and welcome everyone. Thanks for joining us once again. I trust you're having a magical week and if not, don't worry because it's about to get real magical. You're listening to Reclaim Your Freedom and I'm your host Shirley Dalton. This week's topic is something we can all relate to, intimate relationships and how to improve them. And if you're not in a relationship, what you'll learn today will serve you well for your next intimate relationship. And of course, if you're in business or you're working long hours and you've noticed that your intimate relationship could be better, then stick around. Our guest today is Jackie O, the love tutor, speaker, author and mentor, helping people create more meaningful connections and deeper intimacy within their relationships. She works with people to transform their partnership from being about everyday routine to being more passionate and exciting. You're in for a magical hour with us today as Jackie shares plenty of tips and strategies to help you create harmony in business and your relationship. Welcome, Jackie. Thank you so much, Shirley. It's great to be here. I'm really looking forward to this because I know every time I talk to you, I get another little tip or another little takeaway that I can implement in my relationship with Ross. So uh, listeners, you want to get your pen and paper out because there's going to be plenty for you today. Jackie, you have a calling to guide people to enjoy happier, healthier and sexier intimate lives together. You believe that to create pure bliss in our intimate relationships, we have to first know ourselves and what we truly desire. Once we know ourselves, we can then begin to explore the wants and needs of our partners. Through your work, you guide clients through a process in a playful, cheeky yet respectful way that helps them see things from each other's perspectives. You're a master at facilitating breakthroughs in your client's thinking, helping them to move from feeling out of control in their relationship to feeling empowered and excited about their futures together. Through your own personal experiences, you understand that our intimate relationships are worth investing time and energy into and that the rewards when we commit to each other and the relationship are magnificent. Married for 23 years with two adult children, you're a lifelong student currently completing your Diploma of Positive Psychology. Previously, you taught communication and interpersonal skills in the corporate sector for over 12 years and today you use your vast experience in that space to give couples incredible strategies to ensure they are happier, healthier and sexier. There you go, listeners. Are you ready? Happier, healthier and sexier. So, Jackie, let's start with a quote of yours. A beautifully spontaneous love life takes thoughtfulness. Tell us about that, please. Well, Shirley, one of the ways that I explain this to people is spontaneity is fantastic, it's great, but at the same time, if you want to have a great, say, 21st birthday party or 40th birthday party, if you just turn up on the day and you say, great, you know, I'm just going to invite all my friends, I'm going to have a get-together tonight, and we'll see how things go, versus spending time and energy creating an amazing experience and it might take a lot of work beforehand but the reason we do the work before the party or a big event is so that we can have an amazing night and I see relationships as exactly the same as that Shirley it takes the investment of time and energy to then be able to go wow we had such an incredible life together but it's because we planned it out that way. So that's a really interesting concept, you know, and for our listeners there thinking about that because, you know, we all want to have that uh, sexy, spontaneous, intimate 
relationship intimate time but really when you do think about that I mean how often does that happen I know when um, Ross and I have been traveling and you know I have a, a thought in my head oh it'd be nice to go out for a romantic dinner and what happens is we end up trudging around the on the footpath or the pavement I should say um and we don't end up finding a good relationship, uh, a, not a good relationship, I mean to say a good restaurant. And so, you know, we'll end up eating at some horrible little diner or something like that and then I go home and I'm cranky and, you know, it just doesn't work. It doesn't work. And even if you do find the best restaurant, it's booked out. Yes. <laughs> so, so have you got some tips then for us if we're going to have this spontaneous um, time but it, ta- it takes thoughtfulness, then have you got some tips for us around that? I do, Shirley, and I liken it to business because I understand that most of the people listening to this are probably in business or they they understand business concepts and entrepreneurship. And so I honestly believe that the same skill sets that business owners and entrepreneurs are using in their business are exactly the same skill set that can help them when it comes to creating a magical relationship. So the skill set that great business owners already have is things like discipline. You know, with good discipline in a business, you have a successful business and we need the same in our relationships. So when we make a commitment to each other in our relationships, quite often it's easy to say, oh, well, something better has come up or something more important has come up. So we don't do those little things in the relationship because everything else becomes a priority. And just like in business, when we don't um, prioritise and we don't discipline ourselves to do those mundane, sometimes mundane tasks, you know, the things that I don't love doing, like business planning or, you know, I love the enjoyable stuff, but without that discipline to continuously come back and have those non-negotiables in business, that's where businesses end up in trouble. And it's exactly the same in a relationship. If we're not committed to, um, you know, following through on our promises that we make to our partner, well, then we end up with the same sort of issues that we would have in a business, which is a failed business, the same as we would have a failed relationship. They're really good, important points that you mentioned there, you know, about um, planning and discipline and commitment. Um, There's, you know, nothing worse than having planned that you're going to have an activity or an event and then at the last minute, oh, I'm sorry, the business got in the way or, oh, you know, a client called and and I know in the past I've been really guilty of that and uh, it got to the stage where Ross didn't trust me and I'm not talking Mm. about having an affair or anything. God, who had time for that? But (laughs) you couldn't even think about that. But uh, he didn't trust me. I wasn't my word. You know, I would say Mm. I'll be home in, in half an hour and three hours later oh I was just answering emails or I was just tidying up or just doing something mm. so yeah absolutely well and Shelley, just based on what you said there you know I do like and having a business to having it can be very similar um cues to having an affair when you have a look at the signs of somebody having an affair in their business uh, um, outside of their relationship some of the cues that you know psychologists say to look for is your partner becomes un- emotionally unavailable Mm-hmm. Their level of tolerance drops with you. They complain of you being controlling. They increase work hours, after hours meetings, lots of business trips. <laughs> <laughs> so when you add up all of those things and you look at it and you go, hmm, maybe that's what I'm doing in my business. And so are you having an affair with your business? Oh, <laughs> I just got goosebumps <laughs> when you said that. <laughs> you know, sometimes it's so much easier when we can say, well, they're having an affair so they are distracted and they, they're emotionally unavailable. But our business is the same, the same symptoms or the, the same signs that we see in somebody having an affair to somebody who's overcommitted to their business and undercommitted to their relationship. Ah, listeners, hands up if you can relate to that. Yes. All right. Well, we'll leave that one there and I'm sure there's going to be plenty of tips that to, to help you if you are in that situation. So, Absolutely. Jackie, you say from personal experience you understand that our intimate relationships are worth investing time and energy into and that the rewards when we commit to each other and the relationship are magnificent. What do you mean by that? Shirley, for me, I've always been an entrepreneur. Even when I was working for somebody else, I always had my own businesses on the side. So for me, I know, you know, and I've had eight different businesses, so I know what it feels like to be in that startup stage. I know what it feels like to be in the space where your business is successful and also when it's not successful and when things are really challenging. 
And what I found was is that I threw myself into my businesses and I had, while I had young children as well, it was challenging to spend the time and nurture my relationship and not even challenging. It was kind of off my, it was off my radar. I wasn't conscious about the fact that I was putting everything and everyone else before my partner, before Craig. Mm-hmm. It's a good news story. I mean, we've been married for 23 years, but about seven years ago, I just looked at my life and I went, I'm not happy. I didn't, but I didn't know why. I couldn't really put my finger on what it was. And I was blaming everybody else. I was blaming my partner. I was blaming my children. I was blaming um, the fact that I was so busy in my relationship. And it wasn't until Craig and I actually separated. Um, I moved out of our family home and it was a devastating time for my family. You know, at that point, my boys were um, just into teenagehood and they really needed me and Craig to be a, you know, a solid family to create that stability for them and I wasn't able to do that and at the time I felt so much guilt around that and through Craig and I separating for a period of time I went away to really reevaluate who I was and what I wanted out of my life my relationships my family my businesses and during that time Craig and I we both did it we both really looked at what we wanted and what was important to us and then we brought that back together. And in that time that we were separated, it was five weeks, but it was more than enough time for us to both evaluate where we were. And then we spent the next couple of years rebuilding our relationship and creating the stability that our family needed to have the success that we have now and to have that strength in our relationship. And don't get me wrong, it's not a bed of roses. Every day that we have challenges, but we're highly aware of what it takes on a day-to-day basis to feel connected and passionate in our relationship and we're both I'm we're both really happy with where we're at but we also don't take that for granted I know that it takes an investment every single day to have the to have the connection that we do in our relationship and I think that that's a really important word that you said then and that is an investment every single day and and what you were saying then is that you know taking it for granted and then of course it sounds like it imploded which like a lot of businesses do too and then fortunately for you and Craig you were able to separate have that time apart and then realize whoa hang on we've got something really special here something worth saving and working towards and then as you said you've spent the next couple of years really working on that and you continue to do that and you know, I think for listeners, if you're if you're thinking about this and thinking about your own relationship, not only with your partner, your intimate partner, but also your relationship with your business, and you know, it's not too late. You you can always fix it if you're willing to put the effort in and if you're willing to make that commitment. And what we're going to do now is to have a short break, and then when we come back, perhaps Jackie, you might tell us about the stages in relationships. I think people would be. Uh, really blessed to know that and to be able to pitch where they're at so stay with us we'll be right back when it comes to business you'll find the experts here voice america business network do you want to get the media to notice you your brand or your business just todd says it's easier than you think He should know. He set a Guinness record for being interviewed the most times in 24 hours. 112 different radio stations. He can also show you how to get featured on major TV networks and national newspapers. In fact, he's giving away many of his top secrets to listeners of this show. Just go to MediaCheatSheet.com. That's MediaCheatSheet.com to get the free info on creating the media attention you deserve. Shirley Dalton's mission is to inspire, educate, and support you to be, do, have, and feel what you want. That's why she recommends using Mind Movies. Create your very own digital vision board. Take it with you on your smartphone, tablet, or computer. See it, hear it, feel it, have it. Go to ShirleyDalton.com slash go slash Mind Movies. Again, that's ShirleyDalton.com forward slash go forward slash Mind Movies. Get started today. Sign up right now to create your idea. Deal business lifestyle. You 
are listening to Reclaim Your Freedom with Shirley Dalton. If you have a question or comment about the program, please go to ShirleyDalton.com and send a voicemail or use the contact form. That's ShirleyDalton.com. Now, back to Reclaim Your Freedom. And welcome back. Well, I told you it was going to be a magical hour. Have you been thinking now about your relationship, your intimate relationship, thinking about your business relationship? And uh, as Jackie says, you know, maybe you're having an affair with your business, so (laughs) not good for the home life. But anyway, that's no problems because Jackie's going to tell you today what you can do to improve that. And so, Jackie, let's start with the stages of relationship. Fantastic. So there's three stages in a relationship and when you think about these, they're very similar to the stages in a business as well. So the very first stage in a relationship, and I'm talking about an intimate relationship here, the stage is called limerence. It's probably not a word you've ever heard before and I had to look it up to really understand what it meant. But when I explain to you what happens in these stages, you'll be going, oh yes, I know that, I know what that feeling is all about. So I want to share with you one of the people that I'm working with at the moment, one of my clients, she has just met a new person, a new man has come into her life and every day she is on edge. They've been together for about a month now and every single day she's checking her mobile phone to look for messages, she's concerned about what she's going to wear when they catch up, she's really hypersensitive to everything in the relationship. It's like there's a magnifying glass on everything that's going on. And the one thing is, is that the key is that they can't keep their hands off of each other, which is pretty (laughs) exciting to be in that stage. So the limerent stage is this beautiful part of the relationship where you feel so, just like you're, you feel so excited and you keep checking your phone for messages and every time you get a message from them, your heart kind of skips a beat or your palms start to get sweaty or some other things start to happen in the body. And what I love about this stage is that this is really you know, when people talk about infatuation, this is kind of that part of the relationship when people are infatuated with each other. And it's really difficult to tell at this stage whether it's love or whether it's lust or whether it's going to be long-term or whether you're just there for the fun right now. It's great to be in the stage, but at the same time, gosh, it can be absolutely exhausting. You've got the adrenaline going all the time. You've got hormones flowing through your body. So there has to be a point where we kind of phase out of this stage. Otherwise, we're going to run ourselves ragged. Now, when you think about your business, when you've just started out in a business, you don't sleep at night, you're working full time, everything's exciting and it's just go, go, go all the time. You've got that nervousness about you as well. It's like, what if this doesn't work? What if I try this? Or if you're moving into a new area, it's like, oh my gosh, are people going to accept me for this new change that I'm at? So it's very similar to being in business, that kind of anxiety and um, excitement that all comes at once that's the first stage in relationships Uh, and I can remember I'm just sitting here a little bit red-faced because when I was at university and uh, and in a a new relationship at the time and studying and one of my friends (laughs) she was a, a older than me by a few years and she looked at me and she said oh I just feel so sorry for you and I said oh why is that and she said because you just look so tired all the time. <laughs> Little did she know. <laughs> I was burning the candle at both ends. <laughs> oh, gee. <laughs> and that's what we do, don't we? We just go. It's like this energy comes from nowhere, and even you might look tired, but you've got the energy to keep going. Yeah, yeah. But as you say, it's not sustainable. So what happens, and, and just for our listeners, um, with our accents there, they may not get that. So limerence is, correct me if I'm wrong, L-I-M-E-R-A-N-C-E. That's it. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's not sustainable. So where do we go from there? What stage do <laughs> <for> you? <laughs> From here, we move into the deep connection stage, Shirley, and this is the point where we realise that we're in this for the long haul. So the limerent stage lasts for up to about 18 months, and then we move into that deep connection. This is where you, you know, you feel comfortable sitting on the couch with each other and just watching a movie together. This is probably the stage where you do things in front of each other that you may not have in the limerent stage, and I don't have to give you any examples. I'm sure you know exactly what I mean. (laughs) And this is also the point where you can still have those long conversations. You feel so deeply connected with each other's um, vision and where you're going and you know most things about your partner. And you'll know these people when you see them. They're the couples who are walking hand in hand on the beach. 
they just seem so comfortable in each other's presence and they still have uh, that excitement in their relationship but it's not there every single day. They're actually really good at manufacturing that because now the hormones don't create it for them anymore. They have to do some work to invest in that and this is where people invest time in going out on a date night because they know they have to have something to look forward to because without that it kind of falls into a mundane relationship which is the third stage which I'll talk about in a sec. So for Craig and I, we were at our deep connection stage for about three and a half to four years where we just, we felt so beautifully comfortable in each other's company and we were, we got on really well. We had lots to talk about. We didn't sit around going, oh my gosh, what am I going to talk to this person about and who are you? So that's the second stage. Okay, so you said that that was for about three and a half to four years and yet you've been married yes. for 23 so that's right okay and you also mentioned that the hormones don't do it for us in this deep connection stage <laughs> so yes so, so what can we do then if we have to manufacture it if we have to work at it which comes back to the the quote that we started with you know a beautifully spontaneous love life takes thoughtfulness so um let's just mm. digress here before we get into stage three um, what are some of the things that we can do to help with that? So let me just explain with that, with the deep connection as well. At that three-year mark is when Craig and I had two young kids and everything becomes about what has to be done to keep the family moving, to keep everything together. So we were both working full-time jobs. We had two young children at that stage and things were really challenging for us. So we very quickly moved into the third stage of our relationship, but we weren't aware. And this is the key difference um, in relationships. It's becoming aware of where you're at. So Craig and I are right now in our relationship are in deep connection, but that's because of the effort and the work that we put into it. Whereas back then, we didn't even realise that we'd gone from being in a beautifully connected relationship to just about being into the doing mode, which is where I believe the was the start of the downfall of that, that um, part of our relationship. Okay, well, so the, the things that I was going to say, we should probably then mention then what what that stage three is. I probably jumped the gun a little bit. That's okay, because this is perfect timing to talk about the things that we can do to get back to that stage. Well, one of the other things that I think is so important in a relationship and just as important in business is being able to forecast. And what I mean by that is when you look at what you're doing in your business today you can kind of guess what the outcomes are going to be in three months, six months, a year from today because you're looking at it and going, okay, if I keep doing exactly what I'm doing today, this is the result that I'm going to get. Mm -hmm. And if you know that if you change some things, so you might add marketing or you might add sales or you might do some professional development and you know that by doing all of those little things that you can then change what you're forecasting in your business because you've changed what you're doing on a day-to-day -day basis. Mm -hmm. And it's exactly the same in our relationship. Whatever I was doing at that three-year mark in my relationship, if I had looked at it going, on, if I keep doing what I'm doing today, then the result that I'm going to end up with is an unhappy marriage, feeling disconnected from my partner, not really knowing where this was going and not being able to see the bigger picture. Whereas now I know, Shirley, when I look at my relationship, I know that the things that I'm doing today will mean that in, you know, the next six months, in a year's time, in, in two years' time, I know what I want my relationship to look like. So I have to carry through those behaviours today to make sure that I get that into the future. And it reminds me, you know, I, I often um, coach and work with uh, guys in business and they're in their early 30s and so like you were saying there they've got a couple of young kids and it's just work you know they work all day work all week and then they go home and then they've got the work you know putting the kids in the bath feeding the kids and then getting them to bed and you know from what they tell me because I don't have children but what they tell me is they'd be lucky to get a half an hour or an hour to sit with their spouse or partner on the lounge or have a conversation and by that stage they're so damn tired that all they want to do is go to bed anyway so <laughs> Exactly, and the conversations that they're having is probably more than likely about the logistics. Mm -hmm. 
you know, what what money what money um, conversations are we having? You know, what do we have to do about the kids or for the kids tomorrow? And it, it becomes very um, it can become very logistical. It's just like what's next, what's next, what's next, as opposed to what it takes to build the relationship. Yes, okay. So what we've looked at there then is the, the three stages of relationship and you've um, very nicely tied that into the growth phases and the, the stages of developing and growing a business as well. So we started off with limerence, which is, you know, that really beautiful, juicy, enjoyable time when you're all excited and, and everything, as you say, is put under the magnifying glass, but that's not sustainable. And I think you mentioned it, you know, runs out of puff around about 18 months or so. And then we yes. get into deep connection where, you know, you, you know your partner, you're having beautiful conversations, you're spending time together, uh, walking hand in hand, you know, having that, that real intimacy. And then the third stage, we didn't give that a title. What was that? The third stage, which we'll go into, is cohabitation. Uh-huh. And this is really this, this is the stage in a relationship where we're living under the same roof. We love each other, but this is where I often hear people say, I'm just not in love with them anymore. And so the cohabitation is like you could potentially be brother and sister or best friends. You like each other, you love each other, and you have that with one another, but there's no... There's no excitement. It's kind of gone out the window and it is just about the day-to-day drudgery of what you need to do every single day just to keep moving forward. And it's quite an unconscious um, an unconscious time. It's where you feel disconnected but you can't quite put your finger on what it is. And it's also the stage where, and I've got um, clients that I'm working with at the moment, where they've gotten to the point where everything they do is just an argument. They have very little tolerance for one another. Even although they love each other, just about every conversation, and I ask them how often this is happening, it's three to four times a week, where they end up in a full-blown argument with each other. And at this point, it's because they just don't see things from each other's perspectives anymore. Every little face that they pull at one another grates each other. And they just, they, they've come to me and said, like, we really, we want this to work, but we just don't know what's missing. So in that cohabitation space, it's, you know, for some people it, it can be very uncomfortable. For other people what they do is they actually move out of each other's bedrooms, creating even more of a disconnect from each other. And they'll say things like, oh, we've done it because, you know, I can't stand her snoring or there's other reasons that they'll put in the way without getting to the point of accepting that where they're at in the relationship, they're not comfortable with where they, where they are in that moment in time. Mm, wow. Okay. Well, listeners, if you if you can relate to some of that, you know, work out which stage you're at. And I think, Jackie, we'll have a quick break now. And then when we come back, let's look at what we can do because we don't want to be leaving people hanging if they're in that stage three. So listeners, stay with us. We'll be right back. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Shirley Dalton's mission is to inspire, educate, and support you to be, do, have, and feel what you want. That's why she recommends using Mind Movies. Create your very own digital vision board. Take it with you on your smartphone, tablet, or computer. See it, hear it, feel it, have it. Go to ShirleyDalton.com slash go slash Mind Movies. Again, that's ShirleyDalton.com forward slash go forward slash Mind Movies. Get started today. Sign up right now to create your idea. Business lifestyle. Do you want to get the media to notice you, your brand, or your business? Just Todfeld says it's easier than you think. He should know. He set a Guinness record for being interviewed the most times in 24 hours. 112 different radio stations. He can also show you how to get featured on major TV networks and national newspapers. In fact, he's giving away many of his top secrets to listeners of this show. Just go to MediaCheatSheet.com. That's MediaCheatSheet.com to get the free info on creating the media attention you deserve. listening to Reclaim Your Freedom with Shirley Dalton. If you have a question or comment about the program, please go to ShirleyDalton.com and send a voicemail or use the contact form. That's ShirleyDalton.com. 
Now, back to Reclaim Your Freedom. And we're back. And we're talking today with love tutor, Jackie O. And Jackie's mission and her goal is to help people have really enjoyable, magical, intimate relationships. And so if you've been listening to us today, you would have learned that there are three stages in relationship and they're very similar to growing a business and starting a business. And the first one is limerence and that's where we're all excited and our heart skips and we can't wait to see our partner or hear from our partner. The second stage is deep connection and that's where we're really intimate, we know each other, we're comfortable to do anything that we like, say anything, do anything. And then the third stage, which is not an ideal stage, is cohabitation and that's where we're living together basically as friends, basically as brother and sister, not much intimacy there and you might even be in a separate bedroom, you know, because you can't stand your partner snoring. So, Jackie, your goal is to help people to enjoy the deep connection. So what can we do in order to move from cohabitation back into deep connection? It's a really valuable question to ask, Shirley, and I think just that question in itself is a really important question for your listeners to ask themselves because the first decision to make is, do I want to? Mm-hmm. And often the people that I'm working with in, deep, in cohabitation are asking themselves the question, like, do I actually want to even be in this relationship? And it's really challenging to move from cohabitation from deep connection if both people don't want to. It's like being in, a, in business with a business partner who doesn't want to be your business partner anymore. It's, it can be really challenging. So the first part is to recognize where you are and then go, let's have a conversation. Let's sit down and talk to each other and work out what we want together. What's important to you and what's important to me might be two very different things. And that's the starting point of coming back together together. And sometimes even this conversation itself can be the healing towards bridging the gap from going from cohabitation to deep connection. And I'm guessing that it's not just a matter of doing things. You know, we're having a conversation, which is a doing thing. But I'm guessing once we start to find out uh, what's important to each other, then I'm guessing that there might be things like an attitudinal change that might be required. There has to be because where they are right now in their relationship, their attitudes got them there Mm -hmm. or their vibe or the energy that they're putting out is what got them to the position that they're in. And that same attitude, vibe or energy is not not going to get them to the stage that they want to be in. And one of the things that I talk about um, a lot is we have a common, you and I have a common mentor who talks about this is a numbering system over people's heads. So if you imagine that, you know, when you're giving your partner that kind of dirty look when they have a conversation with you or you sigh when they talk to you, the number what we probably have over the head is a number one, which is not a great rating for somebody versus that limerent stage where they, they can't do anything wrong and you're really excited to be in their presence and everything they say, you hang on every word, well, then you would have a number 10 over their head. So becoming aware of what that number is that we hold over each other's heads if and I love the number because it's very visual for me mm-hmm. and it makes me rethink my attitude so if my partner's talking to me and I start getting really frustrated and irritated with him I have to shift that number literally in my mind shift it from a one to a ten so a one would be, be me being impatient intolerant a ten would be wow I wonder what's happening for him right now for him to be acting in this way and how can I support him So that's one way of changing the attitude very quickly. Wow. And and I love those questions that you said, you know, I wonder what's happening for him and how can I support him as opposed to, don't talk to me like that, I didn't say that, that." and you get into that uh, argument, you know, with the impatience and the intolerance where it becomes all about us rather than what's happening for the partner. Absolutely. Going into curiosity can make a big difference. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, so changing attitude is the key. And the other thing, this is something that, Shirley, I know you're very well connected with, is doing the love languages and understanding that sometimes the love language our partner speaks is different to the love language that we speak. And so they may be showing us love and care in a way that's meaningful for them, but we don't see it because it's not how we like to receive love. 
So, you know, for anybody who's going, oh, my gosh, I just don't get my partner. Like, I'm doing all of this for them mm-hmm. or I'm spending all this time with them or I'm, you know, I'm always moving heaven and earth for them and they don't do anything for me. It may be time to do that, um, to spend some time looking at the love languages so that you can go, okay, where are, we, where are each of us coming from? Yeah, and the love languages, Jackie, it's it's not only just in these intimate relationships. I can remember like in my relationship with my mother, my mother was a lady who was into acts of service. You know, there's the five love languages. And so she wasn't very good with words. In fact, she hated words. Um, she didn't believe them and she wasn't into gifts and certainly didn't have time to be sitting down having a cup of tea. You know, I can't remember ever going and having a cup of coffee with her but she would show her love by coming and doing things for, for us as an act of service. You know, she would cook us a meal and bring it over or have us over for dinner or, you know, just doing things. And uh, and for me, my love language is really having a conversation and talking with people. So for a long time there, I, I felt quite unloved because mm. it wasn't being shown to me in the way that I, I wanted it. Um, and then... Uh, when I finally went, I did a 10-day Vipassana uh, retreat for meditation where we didn't speak for 10 days and at the end of that I, I got it. I thought, oh, yep, didn't know about love languages at the time but I got that that was how she showed her love and so I think mm. what, what you're saying there is a really important point that um, we all have a different way of expressing our love. And similar story to that, Shirley, I can so relate when because after that time when you recognised that what she was doing was actually showing you deep love, deep, deep love, it, it doesn't it doesn't feel like love until we recognise what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, Craig and I, you know, one one Christmas, I remember he um, Craig's very much about physical touch and quality time. Those are his love languages, and mine is um, gift giving. I love receiving gifts, and I love giving gifts. And it's not about the money. I might go for a walk on the beach and I'll find a heart-shaped rock and I'll pick that up and give it to him. That's a gift. Um, and one Christmas, Craig, he didn't buy me a Christmas present and it didn't faze him at all. It wasn't – and I was so upset. I was devastated. But for Craig, he believed that we were spending the entire day together with his family. And so for him, that was that was time together. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he'd come over and hug me and hold me and tell me what a great day he was having. And I was in such a mood <laughs> because I hadn't received my, my gift. <laughs> and so all day long I had this, I was miserable. Um, and Craig was so happy because he was in his, in his element and I hadn't received my love. <laughs> I hadn't received my gift. So it just, it really destroyed the day and it took me all my courage at the end of the day saying, you didn't buy me a Christmas present and we ended up pulling up at a chemist and he bought me a Winnie the Pooh mug, which I still have to this day. (laughs) (laughs) Oh dear. And, and, but, but that's how simple it can be, isn't it? That if we don't recognize each other's love language and, and what you were talking about before, if we don't understand ourselves and if we don't understand our partner's preferences then we can get into all sorts of difficulty there because um, we're not giving them what they want and then like you said you had a miserable day and uh, and he, he thought he was doing great and, and then at the end you he had to run out quickly and get you a gift. <laughs> Which just proved that he really did want what he was ultimately shooting for was my happiness but he just didn't know how I, I needed it to be delivered and at that time that was quite early on in our relationship I didn't have the language to say I'm feeling unloved right now and what would help me feel a lot better right now is if we were to go out and you'd buy me a gift wrap it for me um, and I know that we spend great quality time together and that served your love language I need mine to be served as well different different language skills now that I have because of doing the love languages I know how to ask for what I want and that's something that sometimes in relationships we don't do very well especially when you know for example I'd get home from a busy day at work I'd be slamming cupboards and um, you know just major attitude because I, I was busy and I felt like I wasn't getting the support that I needed but had I stopped and asked for help I would have got it 
And I think that's something that happens for a lot of people. You know, we, we can learn to become assertive and I know you teach people and I teach people and uh, what you just mentioned, there was a beautiful example, listeners. You know, if you have the opportunity, go back and replay this because Jackie just gave you a beautiful example of how to assertively say what it is that you want. It's respectful, it's coming from from yourself and what we call an I message and it's letting the person know very clearly what it is that is uh, your request and I think that is so important in relationships because when we don't have this knowledge we don't have the courage to be assertive and we certainly don't have the skills to express ourselves then we get into all sorts of difficulties we get into the blame we get into like you say about slamming cupboards and and making this big drama that you know really just puts people on edge uh, and then it just escalates it does escalate and those things that might seem insignificant at the time is all of those those attitudes and those vibes collectively is what pushes and drives people apart and then the intolerance sets in and the the lack of being able to see things from each other's point of view Okay, well, I think that's a really good place to have a break. And when we come back, let's wrap this up. I know you've got a couple of more tips for our listeners today. And uh, we're talking today with Jackie O, the love tutor. And we're talking about not only our intimate relationships, but also having that harmony in the workplace in your business, because you can apply a lot of what you're learning today to your business as well. Stay with us and we'll be right back. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Do you want to get the media to notice you, your brand, or your business? Just Tonfeld says it's easier than you think. He should know. He set a Guinness record for being interviewed the most times in 24 hours. 112 different radio stations. He can also show you how to get featured on major TV networks and national newspapers. In fact, he's giving away many of his top secrets to listeners of this show. Just go to MediaCheatSheet.com. That's MediaCheatSheet.com to get the free info on creating the media attention you deserve. Shirley Dalton's mission is to inspire, educate, and support you to be, do, have, and feel what you want. That's why she recommends using Mind Movies. Create your very own digital vision board. Take it with you on your smartphone, tablet, or computer. See it, hear it, feel it, have it. Go to ShirleyDalton.com slash go slash Mind Movies. Again, that's ShirleyDalton.com forward slash go forward slash Mind Movies. Get started today. Sign up right now to create your idea. Deal Business Lifestyle. You are listening to Reclaim Your Freedom with Shirley Dalton. If you have a question or comment about the program, please go to ShirleyDalton.com and send a voicemail or use the contact form. That's ShirleyDalton.com. Now, back to Reclaim Your Freedom. Welcome back. Well, haven't we just been having one heck of a conversation today? Probably not what you were expecting when you signed up to hear about business and yet this is one of, in my opinion, one of the most important conversations that you will ever have and that is the conversation about your intimate relationship and honestly how it does uh dovetail in with your business you know there is that relationship there between business and relationships so Jackie we've talked today about the three stages of relationship and how ideally we want to be in deep connection we've also talked about the five love languages we've talked about the importance of making sure that we are disciplined and that we plan our activities to give us that feeling of spontaneity where we can enjoy you know almost going back to the limerent stage for a little bit in our relationships so tell us what other tips and strategies do you have for us to uh, improve and enjoy our intimate relationships Shirley, one of the things that I say to a lot of the clients I work with is that anything that we give our focus to is what's going to expand and continue to grow, whether that's in our business, whether it's in our relationships, our health, our money, any of any of those areas. And when it comes to relationships and running a business or being an entrepreneur, 
I find that often the people I work with are distracted and they blur the lines between when it's business time and when it's relationship time. And I understand that this happens at, you know, we can't be hard and fast with everything. But what I have noticed is that a lot of couples are spending time together distracted. And that could be distracted because they've got so many other things on their mind to do with their business. Or the ultimate distraction that we have, our mobile phones. Ooh. And I was sitting <laughs> I was sitting in a meeting with them with a friend of mine recently and we were sitting on a couch together, we were at a cafe, and between us she had her mobile phone on her knee. And so every time her mobile phone dinged, while she was talking to me, she would look down at it, even if just for a split second, and then she would look back up at me and continue the conversation. And how I felt as a result was really undervalued. I felt like the most important thing was her phone and who was connecting with her at that time as opposed to the connection that we had in the moment. And the research is showing that we are our number one distraction is mobile phones, it is technology, and it is social media. So if if you're listening to this and your phone is always either in your hand or on the table where you're talking, whether it's a business meeting or whether it's with your partner, if that is your primary focus or if it's even in your sight, it is a distraction because the minute it dings, buzzes or zings, it's going to take your attention away from what you're doing. So in relationships, it's looking for those distractions that draw you away from creating that absolutely deep connection with your partner. So taking away all of that and really focusing in on what's important for me right here in this moment. And it's okay to be momentarily distracted, but it's bringing ourselves back to it and recognizing it and and just acknowledging it with our partner to be able to say, I'm really sorry, I was distracted. I'll put everything else away and you are my 100% focus right now. And it's an also a respectful thing to do too, isn't it? Is to mm, you know, turn your phone off and put it away and say, "I'm I'm here with you. I'm I'm present, and you know, I'm I'm in I'm in this conversation with you." I can totally understand how you would feel undervalued. And something else that just reminded me then, when you said, uh, "You know, it zings or it dings off." You've got a wonderful word for when your family is uh, getting into a bit of an argument. And then you have a really cool way of breaking that tension. Do you want to share a little bit about that? I'd love to. One of the things that I noticed in our family is that when when each other when we've triggered each other, so I might do something that triggers my partner, and we'll start having having an argument, and then somebody else in the family will walk in and say, "Could you just stop yelling at each other? I'm trying to do something, and this you're I'm, I'm feeling upset." And we would all all four of us would start just having a go and it just escalated out of control it was honestly like it was like watching um it was like watching something just get bigger and bigger and bigger like kind of like a hurricane heading towards me and not knowing how to actually stop it and before we knew it we were all in the eye of the storm it was crazy and so this happened about uh, six or uh, six years ago so we were on a trip down to um the gold coast from adelaide south australia and on our trip, we end, we found we kept ending up in arguments because you imagine, you know, 12 hours of driving and find space, nowhere to go. Mm-hmm. And so I just said, okay, that's it, guys. When we start screaming and yelling at each other, we need something to trigger us to remind everybody that this is not okay and we need to stop. So we brought in the word bazinga, which comes from uh, one of my favourite TV shows. Um, we brought in the word bazinga. When anybody in our family says bazinga, everybody stops. Love it. And we take a breath and we just take stock of where we are in that moment. And it is so powerful for us because we just, we realise then that this has escalated to something way out of control that was just really to start off with, was just a tea storm in a, you know, a storm in a teacup, really. And, and I love that, you know, I, I love the word, but I love the intention of what it's meant to do and that is to be stop 
get present, you know, what's happening for us instead of, as you say, escalating there. And, you know, think about that, uh, listeners. You could be doing that in your team too. Sometimes those team meetings can get a little out of control or sometimes, or hopefully not if you're listening and you're the boss, but sometimes a boss can get out of control. So to be able to have the rule or the agreement within your workplace and certainly in your home and family relationship that, hey, what's our word? What's our clue that if things are getting out of control then we just say it and we stop and we get present I love it I think it's absolutely Mm. gold fantastic and what it does Shannon is it protects everybody it gives everybody the safety zone to go okay when I say this I don't get questioned about it I just know that when those words come out of my mouth that everybody trusts that I've done it for the right reasons and then everybody is safe we can all walk away going yeah thank you for that because otherwise this was going to get ugly yeah all right well we've just got a minute or two left there Jackie so I'm sure if people are interested they want to know more so where can they find out more about you the best place to find out more from me is on Facebook if you look up the love revolution I have a Facebook page you'll see a photograph of myself Um, and I've also got that's where it's really that that one's really for just letting people know that I'm out there. If you're wanting to connect in on the deeper conversations that I have around intimacy, relationship, sensuality and sexuality, then I also have a closed Facebook group called the same name, The Love Revolution. If you send me through a request um, to join the page, I will add you in. It's a beautiful, safe space to have the conversations that you can't always have with other people. There's about 500 people in that community and it is so beautiful and so supportive and there is nothing that gets said in there that is taboo in terms of what you're looking for help and support within your relationship. So men and women? Men and women. And, in fact, men, you know, there's very little conversation in there, but the message that I get from men, private messaging saying thank you so much for the community you've created, there's nowhere else that I can go to learn what I learn about relationships. Fantastic. What a wonderful, wonderful service that you're providing for people. Well, listeners, some magical content for you today. Unfortunately, we're out of time. So, Jackie, I just want to say thank you so much for the gift you gave us today. It's such an important topic and yet one that many of us take for granted. Shelley, thank you. And you are my inspiration when I see you with Ross. The relationship that you have is so deeply connected with each other and I honour the space that you've created um, for yourselves in your business and how you've pulled those two together. Thank you so much. So, listeners, wherever you are in the world, thanks for joining us. You know on our program we often give you homework or ask you to implement what you've learned and today is no exception. This week your task is to plan one intimate activity with your partner because at the end of the day life is all about your relationships and our aim is to help you always to create your ideal business lifestyle. Thank you for joining Shirley Dalton and her amazing guest this week on Reclaim Your Freedom. Please tune in again next week for an inspirational and educational edition. Until then, be sure to implement what you've learned today to create your ideal business lifestyle. Have a great week, and we'll see you back here for the next show. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.